You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Alex Griffin. Alex, thanks so much for being with me today. Well, thank you so much for having me. Alex, we're going to talk about your show. Um, we're talking on February 16th. The show is closing tomorrow. It's called Afterglow at Nancy Margulis Gallery. Um, I love the work in the show. We're going to go through and talk about it. But, but just in terms of the title, Afterglow, as a, you know, kind of almost colors the work already, right? Well, what, does that, what does that mean to you or, or why that title, Afterglow? Well, I guess you could take it, you know, you could look at it two ways. But, you know, for me, like, you know, technically Afterglow is Twilight, um, and essentially, you know, um, a lot of these paintings are made at that time of day. I specific for, for whatever reason over the past past year, I really couldn't be creative until it started to get dark for some reason. I had to kind of push myself. And as you can tell, most of these paintings are, you know, twilight or nighttime and that kind of just naturally happened. It wasn't a conscious thing. And Afterglow seemed to really fit just the actual, the actual work itself. And, it does seem uh, to fit in. And, and, and to get into the work, um, let's go through a few, a few pieces. There's one called Midwinter. And this is, this is an oil painting on panel. And it's, um, it's fairly small, 12 by 12 inches, and has... Uh, you know, for me, sets the tone of some of your work because uh, the other narratives in here get, um, for me anyway, kind of complex. And, um, and and this one seems, you know, at first blush anyway, a kind of um, a landscape that's that's somewhat uh, um, familiar, not you know, not unfamiliar. Yet it has kind of ghost-like images in, like you know, around the houses, glows and trees. Um, is this does this hold a particular place in the series of of this show? That's a good question. I made this kind of in the middle of this series of paintings. Um, I definitely made it in the winter, as you can tell. And mm. it, it, this is a yeah. This is one of my more straightforward pieces. Um, it's a good example of kind of my process and how I work. Um, I do work with a lot of wax mixed in with oil cold wax and that gives the paintings a bit of a, a depth and weight to them which is really important to me just I get kind of bored if I see my work and it just has one thin layer so this probably started out as a number of different paintings and then ended up as it is through a scraping process, through taking images out and bringing them back. And even some of those, those two front buildings were taped. They have sharp edges. And the little home in the back is softer. And I love how it kind of fades. And I've been pretty influenced by English architecture. And a lot of these English homes have, or Welsh homes, have these tiny little windows. And I just found that kind of really intriguing because I've been trying to get away from painting Philadelphia, which is where I live. So I 
kind of consciously looked for images outside of outside of that and and a lot of these paintings settled on English homes that I found in photographs or things of that nature. And, and, and there's uh, another one. I mean, I want to talk about a few others in here because there, there's all the kind of themes or narratives are so so evocative in many cases. Agatha's Dream, um, another smaller work, a little bigger than the last, but, but quite different. Um, this is now, you know, looks like it's framed by curtains, like, like a theater. There's some drama to it, and, and that's a theme that has happened in other works in the show. And, um, yeah, it's, it's not at all the same type of subject matter. It's treated the same way, but we have a figure and, and a field and kind of a mysterious scene that it seems even the viewer doesn't really have, have kind of um, a privy to. They're not, they don't, they, there's, not, there's nothing clear happening here or that I see. It remains this kind of mystery the way, the way dreams often do. That's perfect. That's the way I want my work to come across. I, I'm always attracted to paintings where I can't quite figure out what's happening or there's a certain mystery to it. And this was also a conscious decision to, to this play set, and I've used it in a, a number of pieces in the show, to kind of get away from you know, a traditional home or landscape. And it was, it was really freeing for me. I could add in certain elements. And I was actually just thinking about this as I was looking over the show. And I'd kind of forgotten this, but um, I was kind of really influenced by, um, like growing up, I was a teenager when Nirvana was um, you know, around. And I was thinking of the Unplugged uh, live album. And I remember watching it and seeing how there were lilies and candles. And I believe I tried to paint that at first. <laughs> and it's under there somewhere. And it's really interesting to me that I'm recalling what was beneath this painting. And um, that was kind of the beginning of these stage paintings was that idea. And that none of them ever they didn't turn into, um, you know, musical paintings, but that was a bit of a jumping off point for me. Oh, man, yeah, it's, 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 so, um, it's so interesting. And so in that particular painting, Agatha's Dream, was it also, is there a framework for you that was built from a, uh, a narrative that you have in mind that, that isn't fully disclosed here? I wouldn't say something direct that I know of. I'm always learning from my work. Um, I had a studio visit with someone, and they noticed that there were ladders in all of my pieces, and that's something that I should know. There are five paintings around, and they all had ladders, and this is one that I, it, it's very it's etched, and it's hard to see. And right, etched in white on the frame to the, on its frame, the frame itself, or what looks like the frame, the, the, the kind of vignette. Right. And, yeah, I was, just, I, I was just kind of researching the, like, you know, what a ladder symbolizes, and it, you know, it can, could symbolize, you know, the going between 
earthly realm to a heavenly realm or something like that. And I can, I can live with that. I think that's a very interesting part of how these pieces turned out. Yeah, I think and so too. The um, latter. Uh, and um, to talk about another one that moves maybe even, even deeper into that, a gathering. Here's another uh, painting that's um, between the others. And, and again, this is dreamlike. It looks like there's clouds indoors. It's hard to see. And there are figures in here, some of which, like in the, in the center, look almost erased. And, um, yeah, your, your thought process almost seems to be in this one. Uh, yeah, can you tell me about this? Because this goes further into a kind of narrative that it looks like you must understand what's happening here. And I don't understand what's happening here, but I'm enormously intrigued nevertheless. But, yeah, so I guess the question is, yeah, is, is there a narrative here? for you this one is also it was a very conscious decision to make a stage painting and also this painting was made probably it it, a lot of this was finished at two in the morning and I, i i get that real feeling from it um and there are a number of paintings underneath this one as well it's also a bit of a mystery to me but i do feel pretty strongly that the large figure is an apparition is not real the the animal figure in the front is also not necessarily real but to me the couple is and they're experiencing something in this what turns out to be a home I, I always end up a a window always appears in my work you know trees things outside of a home and they're experiencing this to me they're you can put them on the ground and say that is a couple that's a real couple and from there the viewer can can go wherever they like um it can, but this is also a kind of a specific way of going somewhere, right? You're laying out a certain path. I mean, that sounds almost Jungian or that we're talking about mythologies or, or, or you know, ways of, of being on the earth with the understanding that there are uh, invisible beings around us, right? There, there, there's something specific here that's pointing to I mean, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the way you're researching, the way you're thinking in terms of uh, what life is about, you know, I mean, I kind of think of a, like a Bergman film where, you know, the ghosts are people who are just sitting right there, but they're dead and you're talking to them, you know, that kind of thing um, is, is it's what so it's interesting you bring up the Bergman film because that is, uh, is, you know, one of my favorite filmmakers and I'm very influenced by film and the kind of gray nature of this painting reminds me of that like maybe Scandinavian sensibility um, in some of his interior like films, you know, uh, through a glass darkly is pro- probably my favorite film. And mm. it's such an interior feeling film to me confined. Um, it, you know, psychological and it's very interesting that you brought Bergman up 
That is so interesting. So, so you know, um, to to talk about, I mean, we could we could keep going through these. Uh, I, I'd like to anyway. There's another one in here that, in some ways, goes even deeper into that called Shimmeras. Um, 20, 22, 16 by 20. And this is another one that we're pulled back even more. We see what looks like a theatrical set, um, ladders rising, and, uh, and and another kind of scene that's almost harder to read. But Shimmer is also, we're moving deeper into the terrain, right? Shim, you know, I, I'm not sure what a Shimmer is, actually. Shimmer, am I saying that right? How do you say it? Uh, yes, yes. Um, and so... Just a, a beautiful word to me, and it it just stood out. There's a I actually there's a musician named uh, Tim Hecker. He's an instrumentalist, and uh, I happened to be listening to that when I was making this. Uh, Shimira's terms, and it's a it just inspired me, and ma- it made a lot of sense to title it that way. Sometimes I I um, don't want to um, necessarily think too deeply about the title it just if, if that was playing it, it made sense to me and you're you're right in that this one i think this was the, the last uh stage play you know stage piece that i made and it does have more depth maybe i feel like i am going back into it and it's this is it's also a bit childlike there are some Some of the people, well, necessarily people, but the the girl on the on the horse, it feels like it could be from a, some type of fairy tale. Um, right. The 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 skeleton looks like it could have been, you know, drawn by a by a child. Um, that's not my intention, but it does feel very childlike to me, and. And it also does have a ladder. It has a window. It has a tree. But I'm still branching away from the traditional landscape and also consciously made the the stars in the sky something you might see like in a child's play. They're very um, – they're not meant to, you know, remotely look realistic. They're – yeah, no, that's how it feels to me. It feels like another world. That's why, I mean, this one, almost more than any of the others, you know, this feels like a whole new world we're in, you know, because of, yeah, as you're saying, the stylized stars and, and yeah, and the figures, the way they're drawn, but also the, the depth in it. It seems to go back a ways, like this isn't just a, a theater set. You know, that we're stepping into a portal almost is how I see it. Maybe I'm going too far with reading it, but that's, it seems like, like visually as opposed to the others, this one is even deeper that way, partly because we're pulled back a little bit and we see now the surrounding that's even more theatrical, but not quite theatrical. You know what I'm saying? It's interesting you, you brought up the word portal. I, a family member of mine was looking at my work um, last year and was talking about portals out out of nowhere, was bringing that up to me. And it wasn't something I was aware of. And it it stuck with me that she felt that my paintings were portals to something. And that kind of, I've 
said that these paintings are kind of looking for something off the canvas, outside of themselves. Hmm. And I suppose a portal of sorts makes sense if you're looking at it that way. You could be, I guess you could be going deeper into the painting through a portal or maybe there's a portal taking you off the, you know, the painting. Um, that one's a hard yeah, one to I articulate, that. but I am trying to move off the, off the picture itself. Yeah, and that is because of what's happening there. That's interesting. And I, I, and I suppose portal, yeah, that, that could be used to talk about a lot of visual experiences, right? If, if, the, if the painting or the visual object is good enough, it, it takes you in. It's almost infinite, right? It, it seems like you can go on forever. I mean, there's, there's entirely abstract or, or color field paintings that feel that way to me, too, you know, almost like portals. Um, yeah, that's an interesting concept uh, that, that you had heard earlier. I mean, let, let's talk about one more, um, Afterglow, which was what we started with, the kind of namesake of the, of the show, and, and also, of course, very different from uh, Shimmer's, Shimmer's. Um, now, we're, now we're entirely outdoors. This isn't, it isn't a framed dramatic, it almost, you know, it's not a drama the way the others might have been. There's still kind of invisible elements to it, but, but this is a different world, right? This is a different type of painting where outdoors it almost looks like plain air yeah this is a much more traditional painting for me um for a long time when i moved to philadelphia i was painting row homes and pretty obsessed with that for a long time and i i love landscapes and paintings of architecture and this was also kind of a way of all right i'm going to branch away from philadelphia and the, the home, or it could be a factory, was kind of taken from English, an English photograph. And then I put the, the trees in. They're very Mediterranean feeling to me. Um, and then I put the, the woman in, and she's one of the first figures that I made that are looking away from the viewer and she's looking into the painting so it was really a this is this is a collage to me it has a real collage feel from i took a lot of images from different sources and put them together yes very very consciously this this probably has doesn't have as many layers to it as the other paintings do it was you know i traditionally painted i'd put down you know, a certain color, wait for it to dry, the next color, wait for it to dry, and go back, and it is more straightforward in that way, but I loved mixing different, you know, areas of the world in, in, into, into one piece. Yeah, it has a, it is, it is um, I mean, this one also is, I mean, they all are in a way, but it's it's romantic too, isn't it? In, in terms of its its general feel, it's, it's a very kind of uh, warm feeling. I mean, perhaps some of the ones that are, are are a little more dreamlike have a different type of feeling, but but this also is, yeah, you know, like like the word afterglow. It has um, a gorgeous, almost romantic connotation, doesn't it? 
It does, and it feels that way to me. It's. I feel like the the woman is. There's, she has some relationship with with the house. Something. She's pleasant. She's having a good time, for lack of a better word, in her environment where some of my other figures may be struggling, possibly. But she feels calm. She feels um, at home, and the, the night sky is romantic, and it does feel that way to me. It feels like a, it's a calm painting for me. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, it's, it's wonderful to talk about these. And I, 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 before I thank you for being on here and we, and we close, I, I want to ask you what you're reading at the moment. I'm always curious what everybody's reading. You know, I've been, uh, one of my favorite authors is uh, Daniel Woodrell, and he writes um, about the Ozarks and kind of people on the fringes of society in, in that part of, the, of America. And I'm reading a, a collection of short stories um, called An Outlaw Album. I, he's such a, he's a marvelous writer. I want to thank you so much for talking with me today. And uh, I really wish you well with the, with the show. I know it's closing tomorrow, but for those who haven't seen it, they can see it now um, by using the links here and also going there. Uh, if, you're, if you're hearing it before then or going to the gallery and asking about it, uh, Alex, thanks so much for talking with me today. Thank you so much for having me. You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more.